Welcome to the podcast, People of the Book. I'm your host, Meryl Ain. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. We chat with authors and storytellers in thought-provoking and intimate interviews, all with a Jewish twist. On today's episode, we're going to replay a program that was held this week at the Peninsula Public Library in Lawrence, Long Island. Our host was Renee Weingarten, a librarian there and the founder of the Facebook group, Renee's Reading Club. The program had both a live and virtual audience. Welcome, Meryl. Thank you. Thank it's you so for nice. having well, one, me, Renee. Nice to finally meet you. Meryl and I have had so much contact, and like this is the first time we've like met in person also. So this is like very nice. I'm very excited to meet you. Yes. And before we start, can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> I mean, Renee's reading club is amazing. Thank you. You have I, looked, I know you I know the number. This morning, yes, forty-three thousand six hundred plus members. Wow! How did you? What would just quickly? How did you start it? Why did you start it? And how did you get up to that astronomical number? Okay, well, I wanted to be about you today, but I'll just go. <laughs> but um, it was you know what? I've always been a reader. It's always been my passion. I'm I'm a librarian, which I've been since my entire life, basically, and. I was always that person that people came to for book recommendations. Everyone said, what are you reading? What are you reading? What are you reading? And I said, you know, just like it was 2017, I was at the beach reading. And I just said, I said, you know what? I think we're gonna start a Facebook reading group. And it just started from there. And we, you know, I, I set it up that day. I got most of my friends joined like right away. And you have then, a lot of friends. Not how not many 43, did you start out? <laughs> Not 43,000, but now it's like, you know, I'll be home in my house and I'll go, I have nobody to talk to. I said, oh yeah, I have 43,000 friends. But um, but it just like, it just grew from there. And it just, you know, one person told another person and I'm still that person. Everyone's still verbally like, I mean, I wish there was somebody here from my beach club because they come into the library a lot. Because I have like a cabana where people have to pass by all the time to get onto the beach. I'm lucky I get through a book. Because, I mean, everyone wants to tell me what they're reading. They want to know what to read next. But I love it. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. I mean, and, you know, with the pandemic, we definitely grew a lot more. And that's where I started getting more involved with authors. Um, I remember doing my first Facebook Live. It was with um, Brenda Janowitz. And it was the day before we shut down. And she said, I'm going to come onto your site, you know, later for Facebook Live. And I'm like, in my life. <laughs> and, you know, and since then, I've had probably almost 200 authors visit the site, and we have them on Tuesday nights. If anyone's in my, I don't know if they're in my group. Oh, hi, who are you? Mindy. Oh, you're Mindy? Oh, Another Mindy. okay. No, Mindy's a very big supporter. <laughs> um, but anyway, every Tuesday night at seven o'clock, we have a different author on. Meryl's on tonight. Um, next week, we have Susan Meisler coming on. So we have a lot, we have Brendan Slocum this month. We have a lot of big authors that come on and, and I love it. I mean, it's, you know, you know, it definitely takes up a lot of time. It's like, I'll, once I get on the site, cause I feel like, you know, a lot of people message me. I spend a lot of time with my authors and, you know, and I, and I read a lot. So I like to post what I'm reading, you know, 
one of the hardest things, you know, on the site is when people post books that they don't like to, that they don't enjoy, because I really don't like posting those. I only want to recommend books. That's what the site's for, and I really try to keep it to that. Okay. So, and uh, yeah, so we, we're still growing. Okay. We're still growing. And uh, so now we'll talk about you, Meryl. Okay. And I just wanted to give you a little bit about Meryl's background, and I'm going to read it so I don't mess it up. Um, so her first uh, historical fiction book was The Takeaway Men. And Shadows We Carry, which is her new book, is the sequel, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing follow-up. Um, and uh, The Takeaway Men was published in 2022. And, 2020. Oh, 2020, I'm sorry, I have that here. And Shadows We Carry just came out um, last week, last right? Week. Was its release date. Um, and let's see. Okay, she's had articles and essays which have appeared in numerous publications, and she's the author of two nonfiction books, and um, member of the International Advisory Board of Holocaust Survivor Day. And she also hosts a podcast. And what is your podcast called? People of the Book with Meryl Ames. Okay, and you also have a Facebook group. I do, you inspired me. Yes, yes. it's my Jews love to read. <laughs> right. And uh, yes, and we have a lot of members that overlap. Right. Um, and um, let's see, what else? Yeah, okay. Okay. And uh, and today we're going to talk about Shadows We Carry. And you know what? Why don't we start off and you could just tell us why you felt you needed to write a sequel and what was your inspiration for writing this book? Okay. So uh, for those of you who read the first novel, The Takeaway Men, it's about the children of Holocaust survivors uh, who come to New York with their family from a DP camp. And uh, they live in Queens, New York, uh, where they uh, experience what life was like mainly through the 50s and in the early 60s. Uh, and then um, the, book, the book ends. And uh, it actually, uh, I actually didn't intend it to end when it ended. Um, but my husband uh, who is my muse? Hi, he's Stuart. right here. He's right audience. here. <laughs> and um, he 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 looked at. I shared every chapter with him as I wrote it, <clears throat> and he said, "That's the end of the book." And I said, "No, it's not the end of the book." And he said, "It's and the end of the book." It, people wanted more. trust me. So <laughs> I was happy to be finished with it anyway. So that was the end of the book. But I did feel it was unfinished. And many readers, some were angry at me, but most <laughs> were pretty polite. And they asked me uh, to write a sequel. So I knew that the story, I needed to continue the story. So the, the, it starts off- um, This is a quick question. Can it be read though as a standalone? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I wrote it also as a standalone. So in the front, I have a list of the characters, the old characters from the first book and the some of the, some of the, um, the new characters. So Shadows We Carry, um, the, the prologue is in 1963 with the assassination of uh, JFK. Uh, and then the first, when we, in the first chapter, uh, the twins are, it's in the late 60s and they're uh, students at, at Queens College. And one of them discovers that she's accidentally pregnant in a pre Roe v. Wade world now, okay? Right, so okay. That, that's, that's it, but it was interesting that you stopped at that point, because I remember <laughs> when JoJo got pregnant, 
and how she had to tell her parents. I don't want to give away too much, but being that they were second generation Holocaust survivors, her dad was okay that the name was that they that they, that they were carrying on and you know expanding the family. Right. You know, as long as it was still a Jewish child. Right. You know. Right. 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 And uh, so I thought that was a pretty you know just just important part of the book, Thank and you. um and just the two paths that the twins took, you know, Branka and uh, Jojo. And even like with the women's rights issues that you brought into the book, when Branka first got her dog at the newspaper and she was given like a, what was it, a cooking? Well, she was she was given a lady, ladies' features. Ladies because features. That, that's what it was like back in the day. And in fact, she tried to get into Columbia Graduate School of Journalism and um, she was not accepted because she refused to say, uh, I don't plan to get married and have children. And that was really what it was like back in the day. And um, it was not it was not illegal. And then she got a job uh, for a Jewish newspaper local and they looked at her and she was the only woman on staff and they immediately gave her a cooking column, even though she didn't know how to cook and uh, ladies features. Uh, and it took years until she finally went out on her first right. hard news story. So I loved, you know, how you depicted like so many of the things that were familiar to us, like, you know, the settings of Long Island and Queens and Philadelphia and Washington. And also, you know, that took place like in the sixties and when Jojo's family first got together with the mother, with her new mother-in-law. <laughs> I just wanted you to read like the description of Doris. Okay. This is her mother-in-law, her future mother-in-law right. that lives okay. in East Meadow, right? She no, she to... lived in, hell. Oh, I called it Rolling Hills. Rolling Hills, and you Rolling can, Hills, sorry. I, I didn't want to call it. Okay, Rolling Hills. And this was like a description of like a 1960s like housewife of uh, the suburbs. Okay, yes. now I just have to find Wait, it. No. Um, do we know what page? It was 42. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Renee. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got it. Okay. An average sized woman, her strawberry blonde hair was coiffed in a bouffant style, but her presence was commanding. Bronco wanted to whisper to Jojo and ask if they should curtsy, but she didn't dare. Doris's eyebrows were penciled and she wore thick black eyeliner and mascara. Her lips were clearly outlined and accentuated and filled in with ruby red lipstick. Her hair was so teased and frozen in place, it looked like a helmet. She wore white slacks and a silk coochie blouse with a bold geometric design of turquoise and lavender and I describe her uh, jewelry and she exuded the fragrance of the perfume brand Joy. I just, I read that and I was just like, you could just like picture what this woman looked like. It was just, it was just perfect. Thank you. Um, you wanna talk a little bit maybe about like your writing process and like the research that goes into a book like this and how you go about it. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> I love research. I, I was, I started out life as a, um, American history teacher in in high school and I love I love history um so I'm always I it's interesting and I see that Joan Terman is is here so before when I was working I never read I shouldn't say I never read maybe I read two novels a year 
And then I retired and um, I live in the Hamlet and uh, Joan has a book club and I joined uh, Joan's book club, which met once a month and, and she would give us a novel to read. And I started reading the novels and I found out that I loved novels. And then I, I really became a voracious uh, reader of novels, but I, you know, I had, written, um, Stuart and I and my brother had written a nonfiction book. All my writing up until that time was nonfiction. You mentioned essays, nothing. And I said, I'd love to write a novel, but I have no idea how to write a novel. Can I write a novel? And when I was reading Joan's books or other books, other novels, I said, you know, what's the secret of writing a novel? And I just didn't think I could unlock it. So then I so I read I read books about novel writing and I took some classes and that was a little segue into the right <laughs> into your, that's okay into, into your into your question so but I I love I love history so prior to that you know I would always in my spare time read historical books, nonfiction books. That was what I read for enjoyment. Um, my husband is a journalist. He, uh, we watch the news 24 um, seven. He actually videotapes all three nightly newscasts. I don't know why we have to watch all three because they're pretty much same. And um, I'm, I, I just always love history and current events. So actually, I might enjoy researching more uh -huh. even than than writing. So it's right. kind of so I research um, before, during, and after. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm still I'm still re, uh, researching it. So so when you're in the midst of writing a book, do you ever like a writing schedule where you block out a certain amount of time a day to write or? I find that I can only write well, I shouldn't say that with certain exceptions. I'm best in the morning, early in the morning, you know, I have my coffee and I then write for three or four hours. I'm I'm not as productive in yeah, the afternoon. I get that. And, too, so and, I get that. <laughs> and it's it's interesting, you know, when I was working, I I, I my time clock was totally the opposite. Uh -huh. I mean, I would stay up till till all hours even you know I had to be at work at eight o'clock right. sometimes we had meetings until 11 and I would be up until one now right, I, I get done. up you know five thirty six o'clock or sometime before and I I'm tired by nine or ten o'clock <laughs> I get that yeah. so everyone always wants to know about the cover mm -hmm. did you have input or and those I guess those are the twins on the cover <clears throat> Those are the twins. Yeah, I did. I did have. Uh, I did have input. Um, so, you know, and I. I should have brought the takeaway men, and I didn't. Um, okay, that's okay. Uh, oh, Mindy has it. <laughs> Mindy has it. So, um, the goal, you know, the publisher wanted them to look compatible. So we have the 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 backs of the two girls. Uh, when they're, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so this is this is the uh, the takeaway men, and this is shadows we carry. So if you notice, uh, the the uh, print is the same. 
And the, the idea of it is the same. Uh, what the, the publisher wanted to um, convey was this, this cloud of the Holocaust that hung over uh, the family. So this, this is, uh, you can see, and here we, we certainly have clouds, but the girls, the girls are, are older. So I did, I did get um, somewhat of a say. Uh, was it always, let's say, was the title always the title? No, that was not the title. So I think and, the title was just perfect, you know. Well, just... so did my publisher, who, <laughs> who, who said that's the title. Um, I originally, I wrote it and I called it The Weight of Genes. And oh, if you okay. remember Rachel Kaddish, uh, had uh -huh. a book called The, the Weight, weight of, of Things. Yeah. So I thought, well, why couldn't I call mine The Weight of Genes? But she and her team felt that it sounded like a nonfiction book. Okay. And we went back and forth and back and forth for a very long time. And then finally she said, if you want to use The Weight of Genes, go ahead well, and the use The story is, you know, sort of, the, you know, theme of the, that you carry past with you right, right? and, and, and your you know your and the past generations really affect right your being right so I thought I thought that made sense she said if you want to use it go ahead and use it um but I and the team think shadows we carry is perfect and actually it grew this up. happened well it, <laughs> she told me this my husband Stuart who's with us um had a kidney transplant on March 10th, 2022. And she told me this on March 9th. Oh, look who's here. Hi. Uh, she told me this on uh, the day before. So I said, fine, it's shadows we carry. I, I, I thought it was perfect. Philip. Thank you. Thank so you. So obviously I have to ask, um, are you, now that sort of this all together and put it to bed and there's a sequel, what's next? Uh, well, <laughs> I really thought that I finished this story. Um, I'm getting, I don't know, I'm having second thoughts. Oh, they're so. still not leaving you. <laughs> well, I, a number of people said, oh, come on, come on, write a third book. I don't know. I, I have to think about it. I, I have some other ideas um, that I might pursue first. Um, I, I'm, it's, all, it's all in flux. I'm, I'm not really sure where they I would go with it if okay. there was a sequel but um if anybody has any ideas I'm, now, I'm open to it. one of your other interviews that you have all your grandchildren's names in the book I do Is that I do and I how do. many grandchildren are there six six and they all have a name in the book they all their names are in the book yeah. that's amazing yeah and they yeah. know that right um no I don't think I <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I left it to their parents to tell. Oh. Yeah, I should tell them. You should tell them Who when knows? they're old enough. I don't know how old they are. So you know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the ones that will get it. Yeah. Know? Okay. And um, what are you reading right now? Oh, what am I reading? Um, I just I finished. Um, I just finished uh, the nature of fragile things, uh, by Susan Meisner. Meisner. Right. I I read in new book by um jennifer rosner once we were home which is Excellent. amazing and we had on uh, our site yeah and you know there's i think a lot of synergy uh between her definitely what she's writing about 
and and what I'm writing about. Uh, let's see what else. I'm always I'm always um, I'm reading a book. Um, That's okay. coming out. It's coming out soon. And um, I, my mind went blank I know, now. But that, I, know. Yeah. I do know what I do. Know what I'm reading. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else to share? We want to open up to questions or? Let's open it up to questions. Okay. Mindy. How long did it take you to do your research? Okay. So Mindy's asking, how long did it take me? to do my research. So Mindy, the process was really pretty seamless for me because I had done a lot of research uh, for the takeaway men. So I so I had I certainly had that research. Um, the the whole book, the research, the writing and everything, I it, I did it much faster than the first book. It took me nine months, but you have to realize, you know, it was during COVID. Um, my husband was basically, this is before he got the transplant, he was told, um, you know, you can't leave the house. We, well, everybody was kind of quarantined. We basically um, couldn't go anywhere. And um, that, you know, so, so that, that was my activity. So as I mentioned, I really, uh, do did some research before, but I really do it uh, simultaneously with with writing the book. So uh, I'll give you two examples. So I I write about um, a Catholic priest uh, who was I love that character, <laughs> Father Stan, who was given away um, by his uh, Jewish parents when he was an infant during the Holocaust to a Polish couple, righteous Gentiles. And, and his parents are, are murdered. And, and he is um, you know, brought up by this, by this Catholic family. Uh, so that was a story. I, it's based on this story of a priest. I mean, I adapted it. The 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 priest was in Poland, still in Poland, and and my priest, of course, is in the United States. Um, I've known some priests. I I had to. I felt you know that I had to really be you know very very true to you know it's one thing if I'm writing about Doris in Rolling Hills <laughs> right you know she's in my right. my you have sphere to get your of right. people yeah. um so you know I I I had some sensitivity readers uh, who were who were Catholic I I researched um you know what the what the church said what the, what the issues were. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time doing that, but that was mostly while I was writing the book. The other thing that I spent a lot of time, which I knew about before and had researched somewhat, but researched it more, uh, was this community. I call it Fatherland Gardens in my book. Uh, the It's actually called German Gardens. It's in Yapank, New York. And uh, before, before World War II, there was a Hitler youth camp there. Uh, but the community, believe it or not, still exists. And up until 2017, you needed to show proof of German blood to, to live there. And then um, there was uh, 
you know, a case within New York State and, and they and they don't do that anymore. So I'm I'm always researching. And then actually sometimes when I I told I said I only like to write in the morning, but I can research all, all day and night. So I, I can't really give you how long it took me. It's just sort of seamless. I'm always doing it. Thank you. Any other question? Okay. Yeah. About, you were just discussing about the uh, Hitler um, youth camp. There was also something like that. What was called? Not on Long Island. That's what that was, right? Yeah. In Yapang. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. It was on the ground. It was on the grounds of German gardens. It was part of it. But what was it? It was, I'm well, trying to think of the name. I'm sorry, what? There was another name, another name for it. I don't know. Oh, it, the name of it in reality is German gardens, okay. but I changed the name in the book to make it Fatherland Gardens. Okay. 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 I think, yes. I think that uh, Andrew Gross wrote a book called The Button Man where he discusses. You know what? I think it was discussed in that book. Yeah. It's very interesting. You I want to say the that. name? Anyway. It was uh, Andrew Gross, The Button Man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He, yeah, he had a lot of that history in there. Yeah. So Meryl, um, what would be like your, what you would want people to take away from the- um, Take away from- I know I'm using that word, but take away from the novel. So I really wanted to, to raise a, a number of, of themes. Um, one of the themes is um, the, whole, the whole question of, of genealogy, you know, nature versus nurture. It's, it's really a big deal now. And, um, you know, a lot of people are getting their DNA tested. And, you know, so what's, this has always been a problem, an issue, you know, for, it's, it's been out there, but, but what's, is it nature or, or nurture? You know, wh what is really, what is really uh, most important? What, what makes, what makes a family? And um, the other question I wanted to raise um, was um, who's responsible? You know, who's responsible for the Holocaust? Who's responsible for hatred and 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 prejudice today? Uh, and are are we responsible uh, for for the actions of our parents? I also wanted very much um, to talk about. Uh, women's rights and and to show um, how they how they have changed yeah. and have uh, advanced in some ways and in some did you say ways change something some in ways your notes not. that I did yeah, because had, when I, I when that. I first um, wrote the book uh, Roe v Wade was the law of the land and then it was right. overturned by the Supreme Court so I I had to change uh, my my notes in the in the in the afterward of it. So I think um, you know my husband Stuart says that uh, I mean he he enjoyed the book. He he particularly <laughs> loves parts two and three. He said that's for men. Um, I was just point out I, about the book discussion in the back. It's a great book for both clubs because it's got a lot of questions. Um, reading club questions in the back. Yeah. People are always looking for that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm happy to, uh, for the takeaway men, I, I actually did 
80, oh 80 God. virtual wow. trips. I only did one, uh, well, one book club in person and, and in somebody's backyard. And then I did um, one event in person, which was at the Hampton Synagogue. This was in August. 2020 and the only reason they were able to do it was because they have a wall in the sanctuary that you can open up and air air could 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 come in but i'm i love 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 but you um, also did it at the hamlet interact you did it at the hamlet too we had right? to oh how <laughs> i'm sorry joan oh sorry how how could I forget? Yeah, but we—that was a Zoom, right? I, that was a Zoom. Program. Yes, because it was, was COVID. It was, it was a Zoom program. And you did Temple Beth Shalom in person. I did Temple Beth Shalom in person. Oh, thank you, all, all, all of my people here. Um, but I'm I I'd love to do it if it's if it's local. I can do it in person. And if it's not, Zoom. I'll do it. Well, one would be local, and, and I'd be happy to, you know, to to zoom in. Um, that would be wonderful. Um, what were we, we were saying something before, but I don't. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. We were just talking about it. That it would be when 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 you were talking before about possible themes for your next. Oh, the themes, book. yeah. Right. In case, in case, let's say you decide not to focus on this book, on this family, if would would you ever think of writing um about the rise of anti-semitism because you know it's it's a big problem now and um you know people say that you know the the, the jews of america are, we are very totally assimilated and very comfortable in our life and so many people make comparisons between our life now and how it was for Jew, the jews in berlin you know, in the 1930s, and when Hitler first came, they all laughed at him and they said, oh, this guy is a clown and exactly. it'll blow over in six months. And that's why so many people who had the money and the means to leave early didn't because they didn't think that the German people would ever take him seriously. So I was just wondering if that was something that you might be considering. Well, that, that is a topic that's, that's very important to me. I actually just... Uh, wrote an opinion piece, which um, hopefully will appear uh, <laughs> in one or more uh, newspapers uh, about the rise of anti-Semitism. And I mentioned a meeting that was held uh, in Suffolk County a couple of weeks ago uh, to address it. And I talk about how, um, you know, I have a lot of Judaica, I have Hamzas and Chais and Jewish stars, and I'm I'm proud to wear them. But my mother, um, who actually was a whack in World War II, she joined the army to fight Hitler, which was very unusual for a Jewish woman at right. that time. What does that stand for? A woman's army corps. Uh, she would never. She would never wear a Jewish star or a high. And my grandmother, um, you know, would give them to me and she didn't stop me from wearing them. But that and and now I realize that that had something to do um, with the times in right. in in which she lived. So I 
I think it's a very important topic. I think it would be definitely incorporated um, into whatever I wrote. So stay tuned. Thank you, Joan. <laughs> That, the world is crazy right now. I don't. <laughs> you know, I I'm passionately uh, interested in anti-Semitism. I'm interested in the lessons of the Holocaust, and I don't feel that the world has learned them. And you know, one of the lessons is for those of us who are Jewish, obviously, but. Um, you know, we ought to expand that, you know, to to other groups and understand that we are just a community of, of human beings. And, you know, we we say that, you know, at, at, at the Passover Seder, and we want to remember that we were slaves to feel so we can understand what people who are hungry and enslaved feel like. And I think this is one of the important messages um, that that Judaism can give to the world. We're, give, we're living in very difficult, very difficult times now. Mindy. <laughs> Just <laughs> Mindy and everybody. Mindy and everybody will answer. I love that. Uh -huh. yes, there, there is, is a Mindy yeah, in the book. Wait, is that a grandchild? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Now, I just thought Mindy was a, an appropriate name. I that's you know I'll let you in a minute, but I the names I try to be you know true to the times also. Go ahead. But um, I read a lot of historical fiction, and I think it's so important that books like yours and others that I'm reading are written because because of what we were just talking about that this happened and the scary part of it. Could happen again, or similar things are if history repeats itself. Yeah, banning books, stuff like that. That these books keep people aware, and the younger generation, exactly, um, of you know, of reading these books, and this did happen, and you know, and make sure that uh, totally. Know. And how did it happen? I mean, when I I think about that, you know. Germany was considered the most civilized and cultured country in the world. So it is um, a, a warning, a warning to us, definitely. Okay, okay. well, well, Meryl, well, I want to thank you so well, much for coming. It's very exciting. <laughs> Please, I'm, I, if you want to uh, contact me, you can go to my website, merylain.com, and I'm be thrilled to uh, come to your book clubs or organizations or whatever. I'm I'm doing a big Hadassah program in a few weeks, um, either you know in person or if it's local or 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 virtual. So thank you, okay, thank, thank you, you Renee, and thank you Renee, and thank you Meryl. Thank and just you. um Meryl, just one thank other you. thing, other than tell everyone we know about your book and to read it, um and put online critiques and, and testimonials and so on. How else can we help you boost your sales? Oh, thank you. Post reviews on the site. Um, <laughs> yes. The, and post reviews if you, Amazon, if, you, right? if you liked it or loved it, go to Amazon and Goodreads and, and give it a positive review. If you didn't like it, don't say anything. <laughs> no, you can't Sorry, say something nice. Don't say anything. <laughs>
Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Thank Everybody you. on Zoom as well. And please look on our website at peninsulapublic.org for all the other programs that we have coming up as well. Please join us. Thanks so much for joining us today, Renee Weingarten. And thank you to Roxanne Spodek for coordinating the program for the library. I also want to thank our executive producer, Pam Stack. People of the Book is a copyrighted presentation of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Please visit us and like our Facebook page, People of the Book. I'm your host, Meryl Ain, the author of The Takeaway Men and the newly published sequel, Shadows We Carry. For more information about my books and writing, visit me at merylain.com. Until next time, please join us on Facebook at Jews Love to Read and read a good book.